Good morning to everyone again. Let's just sit and just pray together. Father God, thank you so much that we can be in your house again this morning. I pray that you will just please lead this message, Lord. Just come and minister to each one of us especially. Lord, I thank you for this word and I know this is from you and I just pray that this will fall into people's hearts this morning and that it will just fall deeper. Let us just hear what you have to say for us this morning. We love you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. This message, I said to them, I went to Bethel this morning, me and Olivia, and we ministered there and rushed back. And I said to them this morning, this message this morning is like an action-packed movie. And there's a lot going on in this message, but I just want you to take home with you what you need. Because that's what we're doing here. If you're empty, you come to church so that Jesus can fill you up again. But you take home with you what you need. That's what we are doing here this morning. So, whatever you need from this, there's a lot going on, but you can just take with you, take with you what you need. Let's be honest, um, if you feel I step on your toes this morning, then please take your feet out of the way. Because I said to them this morning, don't, don't shoot the messenger, I'm just the messenger. So, if you don't like what you hear, Go and sort it out with God. The question I have this morning is, what do we see when we look around us? Pastor Charles said I must bring a message of hope. And I really believe that God is so faithful, everything comes together, works like it should. So when we look at the world around us, all we see is chaos. Everything is in chaos. And you will agree with me that we all need a little hope. We need hope. The world is full of negative things like murder and looting. We saw how the looting affected people. There is rape every day. There's human trafficking. There's a big problem is racism. There's a lot of problems and the list goes on and all these things is negative stuff. So you will agree with me this morning that we all need something to hold on to. We need hope. The thing is, you don't need hope when you are hopeful. You need hope when you are hopeless. When you feel you've got nothing left. When you feel, I can't do this anymore, I can't go. Then you need hope. And that's where we find our hope in Jesus. Pastor Charles said on Sunday, last Sunday, he said, this, there are people who need to hear your testimony. He said, tell your testimony so that other people can see how good God is. Because what happens if somebody, if you see, see somebody that's hopeless, and you don't 
telling your testimony because you are too shy of it. What happens if that guy's go if that guy goes and he commits suicide? What then? Who's gonna sit with the guilt? You me. Because we are we don't wanna say what we did wrong in the past. On Tuesday evenings uh, we go to Bethel to do that course Rosemont to, to, to learn how to deal with losing someone and what to do, how to deal with loss and um, at one stage in my life I really felt hopeless. I said to them, you all know when my mother passed away in a car accident and after that you know my destiny and after that I really felt hopeless because you know what happens it feels like you've got a broken heart and it feels as if it will never heal again and I felt this emptiness inside of me and when you feel like that you can be in a room with a thousand people and you still feel alone like this I still had Renier and the kids and I had Raino and Raino survived the accident and, but I felt this emptiness inside of me and when I look back on my life now I can see that Jesus was always there through my life but the problem is I never really allowed him to be part of my whole day you see because we just want to use him when we need him and then he must just stay in the corner I was too busy trying to make my own life better and I couldn't I was too busy trying to fix it myself and I kept myself busy with wrong things but you see I didn't need wrong things I needed somebody to heal my heart because I couldn't do it myself I needed a new hope and the new hope I found in Jesus I cried and I said to the Lord, I said to Jesus I can't do this I can't fix this I can't do this you must just come and take over and help me because I can't I don't even know how to live without my mind so I can't it feels like I'm dying myself and he did he, he healed my heart, it took time, but He healed my heart because He's a faithful and He's a loving God. I stopped with all the wrong things and I started studying. And I, and I always say, I said, I'm going to study with the intention to just learn more about Jesus and about the Bible. And when I think about this, I always say, I don't want to be a pastor. And you must listen carefully now because the, the topic for today is but God. I said to them, there's a marfot. But you must always remember this. If you feel hopeless, remember this. But God. So I always said I don't want to be a pastor. What happened? But God had other plans. 
And I think every time I, I, I said that, I think God looked at me like this and said, We'll see. What's I see? Because I never had the intention to stand here today. Never. It was never even in my planning. Never ever. If people ask me if I'm going to be a pastor, I just look at them and say, as in mouth. Totally. You see, but God had other plans for the saints. God had better plans for me. All I needed was, was new hope, and that I found in Jesus. He healed my broken heart and he gave me new life. So, all our Mapumalanga pastors went to Christmas Day last week, and the old host, the singer, ministered to us and he, and he blessed us with his songs and we prayed together with him and it was just an awesome three days and I bought his I had a chat with him afterwards and I bought one his latest CD and when I came home and I immediately sat and we listened to it and there was one song that fell deep into my heart so, um, Ingo is so sick of that song. It, that's all that's playing in the car. If you go outside, you will get it there. I, I played it the whole two weeks. Because if it's almost finished, I could start over again. Ingo said, please, can we just listen to something else? I said, no. God is busy with me with this song. And so I contacted um, and I said, can I please just use that song to build a seminar? And he said, yeah. So I've got it. I can do this. He said, it's, it's alright. So he agreed. And I'm so excited this morning to just share this song with you. I can't wait to, to, to let you just hear it and let it fall into your heart as well. So afterwards, we, after the service, we're going to listen to this song. Um, it's one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. So I want us to just look at five points this morning that can give us hope and that can keep us holding on to hope. The first one is we need to stand together. And then there comes problem number one. Every point's got a problem. Point number one, problem number one. People can't stand together. Great problem. There's chaos all around us because people can't stand together. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 10 says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions among you but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. The New Living Translation says, in harmony with each other, be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. You see the reality is, and it's sad, people can't even stand together in church. People gossip in church about each other before and after the service. 
You want, the, you want an example? Did you see what Ezek is wearing today? What the hell? I'll tell you straight. Why are you focused on what I'm wearing? You were supposed to come to church this morning to focus on God and listen what God wants to tell you. Why are you focused on me and not on God? Why? And then people would just want to gossip about each other afterwards. The word says that we must all agree that there must, must be no division. So if we gossip about each other, there's division. That's cracker. Cracks in the whole plan. If I talk about Gabby, there's a gap between me and me. There's division. The word says there must be no divisions. There's so much nonsense in the church and in the world because people can't stand together. Look out for each other. I plead with you this morning. Look out for each other. Cover each other's backs. We are supposed to look after the one in front of us, next to us, behind us. We are supposed to look after each other. The second point is we need to pray together. Oh, problem number two. People don't want to pray together anymore. If I want to do a, a prayer meeting on a Wednesday evening, how many people pitch up? Not even five. Not even five. Maybe I'm lying because we are five with the children. Not even ten. Because why? People don't want to go the extra mile to come and pray together. We must be on our knees. We must seek His will and seek His face. 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. He says, to seek His face means to seek His presence. That's what it means. But you can't seek His presence if you don't even pray. He promises us in Jeremiah 29, 12, He says, If we pray to Him, He will hear us and He will listen. He will listen. We just need to pray. There's a saying that says, When you kneel before God, listen now, When you kneel before God, God stands up for you. And, and when He stands up for you, nobody can be against you. So, but you must kneel. Kneel and pray. Then God will stand up for you. And if, if He stands up for you, nobody can be against you. The sweetest time of the day is when you pray. Why? Because then you talk to the one that loves you the most. Die een wat jou die meeste lief het, 
party dance. But people don't even want to talk to you. If I don't have a nice day, I'll, I'll play. I said, no. Today it wasn't a nice day for me. It sucked. I said, slap me. I talk to you like that because we've got a, a relationship. I'm signal for I was in the Afrikaans church, now I think Afrikaans. The third point is depend on God alone. Problem number three. People don't depend on God 100%. We always want to fix our own lives. I want to make my own plan. Backup plan. And what happens? Our plans usually backfires. Why? Pastor Charles gave us the answer last week. He said, God's plan carries the anointing. Not our plan. The anointing, the salvum, is on God's plan, not yours. So now we want to pray, God, please help me. And then you think, well, I'll just make this backup plan, just for the backup. It's the same as like standing on with your one foot on a rock and the other one on quicksand. What's going to happen? going to fall. You can't, it's a recipe for disaster. You must stand with both feet on the rock, on Jesus, 100%. God's plans are better than ours. But you know what's the problem? We, we don't want to wait. We want to pray now and it must just happen now. But God says, wait and see. Wait. Proverbs 3 verse 5 to 6 says, Trust in and rely on the Lord with, your, with all your heart. That means 100%. Not just 95 or 98 and 2% we're going to make our own plan. If we put our trust in the Lord and we want it to work, we want it to be true, it must be 100%. Otherwise it's not going to work. That's why the word says, with all your heart. You need a sticky, all of it. Don't rely on your own plans. It never works. You can try it, but I'm telling you, it's not, it, it won't work. And then the word says in Proverbs 3, he says, And he will make your path straight and smooth. He will take the obstacles away that blocks your way. Just trust Him 100%. He will take the obstacles away. He will go out before you. Jeremiah 29 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil. To give you a future and hope. There's our the Afrikaans Bible says, work for the tukons. Nie net een toekomst nie, een hoopvolle een. Nie een hoopeloosie een nie, een hoopvolle, een hoopvol future. He knows exactly what plans he has in store for you and me. He knows that exactly. But 
the plants can't work if you are not obedient and do what you are supposed to do. Then you actually put the obstacles in your own way. Instead of just trusting Him and let Him remove the obstacles, we are stubborn, we want to make our own plan, and then we put our obstacles in our way. I I said I, I don't want to be a pastor, but God said, oh well. The fourth point is go and make disciples. That's the other thing. Problem number four. People don't want to do that. Matthew 28, 19 is the verse that God called me to go into ministry and I read it many times before. But just one day I read it and I said, oh, yeah. Because it says go there, make disciples, and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. But now people will say, it's not my job, it's the pastor's job. I've got news for you this morning. If it was for pastors only, the verse would have said, pastors, comma, go out and make disciples. It's not for pastors. If you are a child of God, it's your job. If you see somebody that's hopeless, you must, you, it's your responsibility to go and say, listen, Gabby, I see you are hopeless. What's wrong? Talk to me. Come, tell me what's wrong. Come, let's pray together. Let me tell you about the hope that there is. Let me... That, that's when Gabby didn't know about Jesus. Then I will tell him, come, let me tell you, there is hope. You don't have to be hopeless. God sent hope and He sent Jesus. Like the song, let me tell you about my Jesus. And then I can lead Gabby to Jesus and, and then I make a disciple for Jesus. One, we win another soul for the kingdom of God. But we are too shy, or we are just plain too lazy. In my judgment, Pastor Mullen. Who said so? The Bible says, go. So you can actually put your name in front of God. Because it's for all of us. The last point is, hold on to God's promises. Problem number five. People don't even... People actually don't even read this. They don't even read this. I will be, I will tell you this morning, before I met Jesus, I didn't read this as well. I had to take all the dust off every week before I, when I cleaned my room, when I was in, still in school. I didn't read this. But you see, I did a funeral on Monday and I said to the people, I said, this is a love letter to each one of us. You can actually say, the Bible 
written by God to Lizette. And you can put your own name in there. And if you need anything, go and look at your love letter. God wrote this one. You must just go and find the answer. The answer is in here, but you must go and sit and read this. It's a love letter for you. Hebrews 10 23 says, So now wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps His promises. God is not a God that will lie to us, so you can know. If you get a promise in this book, He will keep His promise. He won't break His promise. So cling to His promises. If we can conclude this this morning, hope in Jesus never disappoints. Make sure that your hope is in the one that loves you the most. Billy Graham said the following, he says, For the believer there is hope after the grave, because Jesus Christ has opened the door to heaven for us by his death and resurrection. Our hope is in Jesus and Jesus opened the heaven for us as well. You see, I want you to remember two words this morning, but God, if the world, with everything the world throws at you in your life, if the world says you are not good enough, you can say, you say I'm not good enough, but God, remember but God. If the devil or the world wants to tell you something negative, you go back and you say, but God. You can use this the whole time. But God said this. But God said this. Remember this. I didn't want to be a pastor, but God said I will. Leslie had a stroke in this church, but God said it's not finished. Gabby, your life wasn't always nice. But God made it better. And so we can go on and on and on in this church this morning. We all have a testimony that we can say, But God provided for me. But God healed me. But God, but God, but God. That's what we have to use with this weapon. But God. The world says no. You will hear the song. It's beautiful. The world says no, but God says yes. If the world says to you, you can't, God promises us in Philippians 4 verse 13, He says, for I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So God says we can. If the world says we won't, you can say, but God said, I will conquer. When the world says stop, the world wants us to just stop and we, we are not even supposed to uh, spread the gospel. But the verse said, when the world says stop, God says go. And you can say, but God says go. When the world says there's no hope, you can say, God said, he made the perfect plan for us. And there is new hope. It's Jesus. God is good. His mercy 
reigns forever. His glory shines forever. He's a good, good God. And you know what? He is our God. The living God is our God. My prayer for you is in Romans 15 verse 13. Please remember this. I really pray this for our congregation. Romans 15 13. It says in the New Living Translation. It says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confidence, confident hope, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So that means if we are full of hope, we will overflow. And if we overflow, we can influence the others around us and give them hope as well. So that's my prayer for you. We, we need, really need to remember these five points. Stand together. Pray together. Depend on God alone. Go and make disciples. And hold on to God's promises. And always remember this, but God. Amen. Let's just pray together. Father God, thank you so much for this word and thank you that I had the opportunity and the privilege to bring this message. Lord, I love you so much and, I, and we depend on you so much. We depend on you 100%. Lord, thank you for the promise that when we pray to you, you will hear us and you will listen. Thank you that we can just give our lives over to you, Lord, and we just want to say this morning and we declare that you are our hope. Our hope is in Jesus and we hold on to you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, that you made the perfect plan for us and that we can know that you are in control no matter what. That when you stand for us, nobody can be against us. Thank you that we can know and that we can always use there's two words that says, but God. Thank you that you are our Father and we love you. And I just pray that you will bless these people and bless our congregation and just bless our church. We just want to be obedient to you and we just want to say we love you and we exalt you and we give you all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.